Are you traveling to South Korea? Well, there's no better way to see all of the country sites and vistas than to take Korea Rail. Korea Rail offers bullet train service from Seoul to Busan in under two hours. We offer several classes of seats for your comfort. If you want the pinnacle of luxury, book a first class seat and get pampered with lobster dinner, massage chairs, and hot towels. For the budget conscious, Economy Class offers a comfortable seat with a no frills experience so you can spend more money on souvenirs. For the really budget conscious, we offer Economy Z-Class, which offers the same features of Economy plus a pack of rabid, virulent zombies to attack you. Whatever your needs, Korea Rail Bullet Train Service can get you there in no time. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. stare at it eat it uh, i am bryce hansen i have a phd in spookology dr bryce hansen to you um and with me as always is professor david day i'm the foremost expert in scare no no um so thank you for listening if you're new check out our website horrormovietalk.com or even if you're not new you should be going to horrormovietalk.com find past episodes and link to all our social media we post new episodes every wednesday if you want to leave us a voicemail good or bad call us at 682-253-4468 if you didn't catch that number press rewind we've got a great show today we'll be talking about train to busan which is I mean, been recommended for a very long time. Yeah, it makes everybody's top lists. Yeah, you know, in their list. Hey, can I can I get levels on this puppy? I know I'm. I got some for uh, danger ops, prangent sex. <laughs> will it hurt, baby? Top of his head. So, yeah, I mean, this is one that keeps coming up. And you ever get those movies where tons of people t- tell you this is a fantastic movie, and you still can't get over it in your own head yeah. you're like i don't this was care. one this was one I of those care. i was just like i don't care i yeah. don't care yeah okay yeah. that's been for the longest time now that i've watched it i'm like okay yeah it's pretty good yeah <laughs> it's, it's pretty, pretty great. great it's pretty great look i mean with okay so this movie has a couple things working against it in my personal like vendetta right. fe- feel thing so i had like a str- like a strong zombie phase where I just watched every fucking movie that ever was made about zombies uh, ever, including all of the like C tier, like garbage baloney that was put out in like the seventies and doesn't make any sense at all. Like I just watched all of it. And so I just got zombied out and uh, I got so used to the tropes and stuff that it really, made this one like and now i'm kind of like zombies oh okay fine right exactly uh, exactly the same reason for me I've, yeah. I've seen enough zombie movies that i'm like okay there's a little different flavors there's little innovations every every like couple decades maybe yeah um but for the most part you know exactly what you're getting you're getting like 
kind of a, a grab bag of of different um, you know archetypal characters being pursued by apocalyptic zombie hordes. And it's then, like, and then my wife put uh, put a uh, put a magnifying glass on another <laughs> foible of this movie. She's like, I turned the movie on. She's like, oh, subtitles. Uh, have fun with your fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just rolled over and fell asleep. But she said it with such disdain. She was like, have fun with your fucking book. <laughs> and, then, and then I was just like, ha, ha, ha. And uh, she's, she has a point. She's like, yeah, if I want to read, I'll read a book. Which I don't and I never do. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyways. Did I talk about... Uh, before we get into it, just want to give... A description of what we do every episode. Uh, we'll start out by giving a brief review on our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, you know how 1 to 10 goes. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later, we're going to play a new game called Too Zombie or Not Too Zombie. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it's very simple. We'll, we'll I'll describe it once we get it. Get to it. Um... So yeah, we watched Train to Busan, and it was a bullet train to fun. Hey, um, I'm not going to play the trailer because it's all in Korean, and you, yeah. you know what zombie hordes and crashes and explosions sound like, and people screaming. It's like that. Yeah, that's the trailer. Except this time they're screaming in Korean. Yeah, um, it can be found on Shutter um, as of the recording. It's been on Shutter for a while, so I think I'm pretty it's a Shutter staple. I'm pretty know. sure it's going to be there, um, as well as right now it's on Tubi, Tubby, and Crackle, ad supported for free. Yeah, if you guys want um, a 30 day free trial to Shutter, you can you can grab that by uh, entering HMT at checkout, and that gets you a 30 day free trial instead of the stupid fucking seven day free trial that we uh, hope dies and goes to hell. Yeah. So the synopsis for this is very easy. Like any zombie movie, it's very easy. Um, this one is uh, about a father who takes his daughter uh, to her mother's house in Busan um, on a bullet train during a widespread zombie outbreak that spills onto said bullet train. Wacky hijinks ensue. It's crazy. It's it's a zombie movie. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're going to end into. Yeah, it's more people getting bitten, more zombies equals more fun. Um, so I'm pretty jaded on zombie films. The the variation of content in zombie movies only barely beats out the variation in content found in slashers. Like you know exactly what you're getting with these subgenres. It's a very simple premise. You get some, you get some super simple human story with the backdrop of the zombie apocalypse. Rinse and repeat. I mean, can you think of any... I mean, that's pretty... Ba I mean, that's so general, like, human story. But really, it's it's about, like, you can remove the zombie aspect and there should be some kind of story going on with, like, interpersonal stuff. And then you insert zombie apocalypse and kind of elevates everything. Right. There are... <laughs> There are certain things that can happen in zombie movies that break the mold enough to make it a fun new thing. Right. And um, and this is one of those examples. And it doesn't take much. It does to not be take much to be yeah, to be very honest. It yeah. doesn't like what are what are your top zombie movies? Just real quick. Like Ugh. one or two. I don't. You can't even think of one? 
I mean, it's just why not? I'm I'm pretty averse to zombie movies because mm-hmm. I just I there's not one that I super care about. This is probably the closest I've gotten to like actually really enjoying a zombie movie. Right. Um. I mean, Night of the Living Dead, just because for historical reasons. Sure. Sure. Um, I think that goes without saying. I think that's uh, anybody who has respect for the zombie theme. Yeah. Um. I mean, they all kind of run together. There's better ones, there's worse ones, but there's not really. I don't really have favorites necessarily. Yeah, I like Return of the Living Dead, and um, and Twenty Eight Days and Weeks Later. Like those are perfect. Yeah. I really love Twenty Eight Days and Weeks. Uh, I really love it. Yeah, those ones are really great. Um, I just don't remember anything about them yeah, other than they, just they kind of the general it, feel. They spin it into a much more uh, real life feeling right. thing where it's like. No, it's not some sort of the dead have come to inherit the earth. No, it's the rabies, some ve- yeah. weird virulent form of rabies that spreads, which is both terrifying and seemingly possible. You know, right? Like, if you really want to see how um, how good and how uh, fucked out zombies can be, just watch The Walking Dead. You'll get oh, the full no. range of like. Ooh. There's a couple seasons that are absolutely great. Yeah, and then. A whole swath of seasons that are just like, this is just... So boring. Boring. Yeah. There's nothing. And the zombies, you realize, like, these are the most harmless parts of these (laughs) shows, is the zombies. Yeah. It's like, you just, you become experts at killing them and staying away from them. And then you have to, like, conjure up some reason why they forget. (laughs) Right. Um, Anyways, uh, in rare occasions... There are uniquely new interpretations of the zombie genre. This would be one of them. This one takes the runner zombies from 28 Days Later and puts them on a train. Honestly, in describing it, it sounds much less impressive than it actually is. But nevertheless, this zombie film feels fresh and brings a new perspective to the same old story. What this film is really great at is pacing. It's not long, but for me, zombie movies... It's pretty long. It's like two hours. Yeah, I mean it's two hours, but I mean it's not. It's, it's not, not crazy. Like a three long. hour yeah, no. long thing. Um, zombie movies for me feel like an eternity. Yeah, there's like what is a uh, Dawn of the Dead? I mean that's like probably ninety minutes, and it yeah. feels like fucking forever. Which one, the original or the two thousand four? The original. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's accurate. The new one is the two thousand four remake. Is pretty. Yeah, I, I like people hate it for some reason. People like, hate it. I don't. I think thought so. people didn't like it. Um, they might not have. It might not have been met with uh, with critical acclaim, but I think it's become like mm. a, a, a. Okay, it's like a horror junkies kind of movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what's there to complain about? Um, it's so great because in that one they do the thing with the with the zombie baby. Mm. Where it's like, oh, that's so fucked up. Like yeah. she gets infected and then her her fetus turns right. zombie before her and it like crawls out of her. And it's like, yeah. whoa, that's such a fucked up idea. Yeah. Uh, spoilers. Um, so, again, the pacing is awesome. It kept me engaged throughout. Um, so, and also, since Night of the Living Dead, social commentary has been built into pretty much every zombie movie. And this is no exception. However, it keeps it really simple. Um, the question is, should you help people or not? Right. You'll have to watch the movie to find out. <laughs> right. There's a, there, 
So there's a couple interesting things with this movie that make it unique. Number one is it's almost diehard. Um, yeah, it's very action oriented. Yeah, very, very. They set it on a train. So things are moving fast. There's a bunch of explosions. It's just very actiony. And so it doesn't have this like this like slow feel. It feels fast. It feels explosive and fun. But then there's also this other aspect of like you get to see this other culture's take on what's important morally. Right. Mm -hmm. Like where's the magnifying glass of morality going to land? And it's not necessarily where it would land if this was made in America. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a very Korean take on morality that I thought was um, simultaneously. Oh yeah. Obvious, but also, Oh, I wouldn't expect this from an American movie, which is like this emphasis on, on doing what's best for the greater good of, 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 the the people around you like being kind to those around you not a strong american vibe on that i don't know i mean i think that's pretty i mean that's a pretty like regular it's lesson it struck like me how the, the selfish, how it was delivered the selfish versus like yeah you may be right charitable thing and this is Usually there's other stuff layered onto it to where it kind of distracts from the simplicity of that. But this one is specifically like, should you be helpful of other people in an apocalypse scenario or should you be looking out for just yourself? Right. And, um, you know, there are good arguments to be made for both of them. Yeah. But unsurprisingly, well, not maybe you got to watch the movie to find out yeah. which one's better. <laughs> um, so before we get into spoilers... What's your score for this movie? Oh, the score. Sorry. Um, yeah, my score for the mo- the movie. It's undeniable that this is a really, really, really good movie. Kelp- kept me engaged, even though it's not my thing. And that's like the mark of a a great movie. Is yeah. like if it's the type of movie that you don't like, but you are engaged and enjoyed it. Yeah, that's. It, it like it overcomes so many boundaries. That's like the worst bound. That's the worst like obstacle to overcome is like, I've seen it before. Yeah. And, uh, it makes it new. So for me, this is a, this is a nine out of 10. Yeah. I kind of struggled with this a little bit because uh, it's, it's not, um, yeah, it, it, I did care about it the whole way through. Um, I definitely was like, I, yeah, I, 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 I never lost interest. Right. And it probably helps that my phone is broken right now. <laughs> so I couldn't, like, be distracted. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed this to the tune of about an eight. Um, yeah. I could see being convinced into a nine, but I think my, my knee-jerk reaction is an eight on this. It's a, it is a solid movie. Yeah. And if, and if zombies are even a little bit your thing that you're, like, excited about, pfft, this is... Yeah, top no, top no top question. tier, top yeah. tier. Yeah, I mean, it was so engaging that even though I mean I was definitely checking the time code just to see like where I was at. Normally, when I check it and it's like halfway or you know a fourth, you know three fourths of the way, if it's not like within twenty minutes of the ending, I'm like, God damn yeah, it! Yeah, this one it's like you check it and it's halfway, and it feels like you've been going on for a while. Yeah. But instead of feeling like, oh my god, it's like I'm right in the middle of something. Yes. Like I'm I'm still 
like engaged to see okay what comes next it like was, what are they what are they doing next yeah to where it's like it wasn't it wasn't a dreadful experience to see that you're only halfway through it yeah know? it kind of felt like reading a good book where yeah. you're like oh man it's only it's all it's halfway through already right I wish there was more to it a little bit. Yeah. And good news, there's a, a I think released this year or maybe last year. There's a, uh, a Peninsula. A yeah. Yeah. Peninsula is the uh, yeah is the sequel to it. So yeah, I'll have to check that one out too. You guys, if you'd like to help out the show, you can help us out by supporting our sponsors. And one of my favorite sponsors is Night Channels dot. <laughs> You head over to nightchannels.com. You surf surf around when you're looking for a, sh- a shirt or a sweatshirt or a hoodie or something like that. And uh, you'll just find a ton of horror themed and um, like music themed, like all kinds of alternative music themed uh, shirts and hoodies that you've, you've never seen any of these designs before. And you won't be able to leave the site without buying something. But I have good news for you. When you get that feeling, when you find that shirt that's your perfect love interest of a shirt, you're like, oh, I love this shirt. You just you, you head into checkout with confidence. You, you got a big, strong dick in your hand of confidence. Wow. And that, that big, strong dick of confidence is code HMT. You throw that into the... Uh, into the Using little, code HMT is like a thick, ropey load of, a th- of savings. A thick, ropey load of savings <laughs> for you to use at nightchannels.com. That gets you 13% off <laughs> of your... <laughs> of your nightchannels.com order and uh, you won't be displeased once your shirt gets to you you'll put it on and you'll just cream all over again so you know they say sex sells so really hoping this ad read really proves that speaking of sex selling manscaped.com sent us their brand new product the lawn mower 4.0 i just got it yesterday holy moly have you been able to use this thing well i got it yesterday but i didn't get it i didn't go out to the mailbox till today so no (laughs) i have not this is all on brand this This is all bryce (laughs) well i've gussied up my junk with this thing and it is even better than the 3.0 tell me about it what's what's the new and improved features on the the thing that i like most about it is it comes with a deeper thicker guard Hmm. so you have two different kinds of guards now and I'm not going to lie to you, I shaved my beard with a deep, thick guard. So mm. I'm able to now, now I'm able to keep my beard trim and my uh, my Merkin trimmed mm. with with all just one device. And the coolest part about this one is the charger is a wireless charger. So you just set it in there. It doesn't need to, there's no like connection. What? I know. It's crazy. So check out, check them out because, um, oh, and then they also send us the weed whacker, which is a, uh, a hair trimmer for your, your nose and ears. And, uh, it'll get those, it'll chop those thick, girthy hairs out of your ears and out of your nose. And it'll keep, you know, honestly, you could use it on your butthole too. You, no one's going to stop you. No one's stopping you. No one's asking questions and it's not going to nick, tug, or pull on any of those hairs. It just cuts them. Right off. Mm-hmm. Zips them. Right at the base. It's like the arborist of nose hair trimmers. It just zip. And you Whenever know, you use Manscaped, you're not going to hear yourself say, It was an accident! It was, 
<laughs> no, no you're accidents. Not, you're not going to be like that guy from Sleepaway Camp. Um, and if you use code HMT at checkout at manscaped.com, you get 20% off and free shipping for, for your whole order. So head on over there. This, you cannot beat the Lawnmower 4.0. It is a spectacular product. And of course, I love all their scents. I love the, uh, the crop preserver and the crop reviver. And I, I always get myself a little bit of their soap. It's a little pump soap mm. and you can use it on your hair and you can use it on your balls and mm. your dick and balls. Mm. So, um, before we get into spoilers, um, I just want to plug some of the ways you can support us. There's Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk. And there you can find plenty of perks to suit your thirst for perks. <laughs> Your, your, your perk, perk thirst. thirst. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the one that everyone loves, um, which starts out at the five dollar tier, is the after pod. We just leave the mics running after every episode and just talk about our lives and what's going on outside of the podcast or outside of the horror genre, and sometimes about that stuff too. Um, and and just check it out. You'll find you'll find what we do. Um, the other way you can support us very directly is to shop on Horror Movie Talks Shop, which is at horrormovietalk.com slash shop. There you can rep the brand. My brand. My brand. Uh, with the Horror Movie Talk t-shirts or stickers. Check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He's a f- professional artist who fucks hard. He gives us generously of his talents for creating the featured images for each of our posts if you love the artwork and the the brand that we've created here with it that is a hundred percent dustin yeah have you did you see the one he did for rosemary's baby it's beautiful it was so gorgeous yeah like the hair her hair with the sunlight coming through it was just like oh my god and if that's not fucking mia farrell I mean, it was like a it was like a picture quality yeah. of her. He's really great. So if you want to um, commission him to do some artwork for you, he is happy to do that for HMT fans. Contact him at dgobel00 on Instagram. That's at dgoebel00 on Instagram to make your artistic dreams come true. If you again, if you want to leave us a voicemail, uh, ask questions, um, tell us we're pieces of shit, yeah. um, call us out on. You know, any number of things, or just tell us that. I mean, I have big tits and a tiny vagina. Call 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. I love you. I love your first points. Yeah. It's just a minor lake in the biotech district again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, didn't even occur to me. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a line from the first like couple of minutes. Maybe. <laughs> it's just a minor lake in the biotech. It's like, okay. The biotech district <laughs> had a leak? That doesn't sound good. It sounds like uh Boy, it sounds alarming. It's like, can ooh bleed while ooh are pergert? Help. So the, yeah, it starts out pretty, it's got the slow roll to it, but it starts out like the dread pretty early because 
It's got like some farmer driving up to an area. And, uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I think he's like. He's like, oh, man, you guys got another like quarantine thing again? They're like, yeah, it's just some some fucking deal. It's not a big deal. It's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. Thing. Don't, don't worry about it. They don't know, you know? And uh, he runs over a deer. <laughs> so great like. It's pretty great cinematography through yeah. it, throughout this because um, it you hear this thunk and then it cuts to another shot of the the truck and then you see on the edge of the frame like this smear of blood yeah and you're like oh that, that's not good yeah and then it pans back and there's a dead smear a, a dead deer He's like, which actually doesn't make that much sense in terms of like smearing like wouldn't the deer be at the end of the smear um and not behind it I don't know. Yeah, well, anyways, that's stickler stuff. Um, so he sees the dead deer and is like, oh, well, it's dead deer. Moving on. And then we see the dead deer. Oh, I see what you're saying. Come yeah. to. No, I get it now. Yeah. Comes yeah. to with the white eyes. And it's like, Meh! which is a great like <laughs> image of like the zombified deer, yeah. which is the one of the most innocuous animals you could see <laughs> as like a villain i'll graze you to death <laughs> <laughs> i'll hoof you i tell you i tell you what um i really you know there is a little bit of that dread every time you're going into uh you know if you're a tremendously lazy gross american mm-hmm. um every time you go into a movie with um some subtitles you're kind of like oh i'm so fat and ugly and i just wish i didn't have to read um but there's also this cool thing. Anytime I get to see a movie that isn't made in America, you kind of get a different. It's almost like the the trends, the filming trends are a little bit different. Yeah. And so, like, in this particular movie, they had this real reverence for the background. Like, you always got these vistas. You always got, like, to see through the window. You always... That is always kind of blurred out in American movies, but was kind of left crisp and clear in, in, in this movie. Anyway, maybe it's the fact that it's a different country and it looked different to me, but it felt like the filming style, uh, kept some of, it was a little bit different and that was kind of interesting and, and fresh. So I am. Yeah. I mean, with that's the, the benefit of foreign films. You get a little spice. Yeah. You get a little, um, you know, spice to like, what are they emphasizing? Like, what are the, cultural like touchstones that i don't understand that like just feel weird but add something unique to it it's really tiresome to continually watch movies made in america and just and nothing changes in terms of like filming styles or in script dialogue or something like that where you don't even realize what you're missing out on until you see something like this well good news there's lots of china pandering to come up (laughs) in the film industry Oh, that's yeah. where all the money is. Yeah, no kidding. So watch uh, the Meg. <laughs> uh, he's pr- he's already proven himself aggressive towards boats. Ah. So the main story surrounds a father daughter story. the The daughter Suan 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 wants to go to Busan to visit her mother because her dad is basically non-existent in her life because he's um, just constantly at work. Buy low, sell high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we're shown him like fucking up her birthday because he gets her a Wii, which she already has. <laughs> yeah, she has it, and it's not even taken out of the box. She's yeah, like, look at my other Wii in the box. And to his credit, he does. We do see him feel shitty about it. 
he does care. It's but also, en- it's not enough to feel shitty. Yeah, <laughs> everybody feels shitty. Good point. <laughs> um, so finally, he kind of acquiesces and says, "Okay, let's." Because she's like crying in her bed because she's like miserable living here I with felt just her so dad. So bad for her. Yeah, this movie where she just realizes what a piece of shit her dad is, and he kind of like realizes that she realizes it, and he's like, "What can you do?" Yeah. <laughs> so. He finally says, okay, we'll, we'll go to Busan. We'll go to your mother. Jesus Christ. Your family's like juggling children up there. <laughs> just rolling bowling balls. And I just texted Aaron to tell her to keep it down. We'll see how that goes. Um, uh, yeah, sometimes the uh, Studio HMT isn't the best audio circumstances. We could sure could use a whole lot more Patreon support so that maybe we could rent a studio. Right. <laughs> Let's build an underground. It's all in bunker. how you. It's all in how you uh, word it in the taxes, right? Mm. So this is mm. the studio. Yes. Right. Studio yeah. space. Exactly. And we got it. HMT has to rent it, but mm-hmm. you give it to them rent free, so that's a write off. Right. Right. So. So they're they're making their way towards the train, and there's there's like little hints, little hints, as you do. They they're leaving very early in the morning. It's like pre dawn, mm-hmm. and um, they almost get sideswiped by like a line of fire trucks. Yeah, a huge line of emergency vehicles. And they're like, "What the? What are they doing so early? Emergencies don't happen in the morning." And uh, <laughs> and then Suan like holds her hand out and it looks like there's snow, but it's actually ash falling on her hand. And you're like, Oh, well that's not good. And they make their way to the train. We're introduced to some of our other, you know, character mm, archetypes that get on the train, including the conductor, some of the train attendants. There's Mm -hmm. a baseball team. There's the, there's the, um, Oh no. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, there's the Pargant woman and her husband and who there's, else? There's also the douchey businessman mm-hmm. who's uh who's a douchey businessman. And then there's also a man who comes running onto the train at the last second and he's apparently homeless. Right. Um, and he keeps spouting things like they're all dead. They're all dead. Well, yeah. I don't think we're actually showing him running on. The infected person we're showing running on, and it's a lady that's like crazy. No, he, I don't remember him. I think no, he does in that same sequence. He's like, I gotta get, I gotta get in there. I can't really recall. Exactly. Really? I was too busy focusing on the uh, the. Am I Pargant lady? Because there was a. It felt to me maybe I just missed it, but it felt like a fake out because we're shown. We're skipping ahead slightly. Um, we're shown like the infected person jump on the train and kind of like convulsing on the ground and doing something else. And then we're left there to go back to cut back to like the normal stuff happening. And then all of a sudden we get a call to the train attendant and they're like, something's happening in this bathroom. Yeah. Someone's not doing good. And so you, I assumed it was this lady that was convulsing and stuff and probably jumped into a bathroom. But then when he opens the door, it's just some homeless dude that's like, yeah, uh, ranting about everyone's dead. Yeah, there's a lot of bathrooms in this. Yeah, Mo- bathroom is 
bathroom is are a huge part of this movie because there's a pregnant lady in one. Am I pregnant? Mm-hmm. Help. And uh, and then like the, and then they continuously. I mean. Look, it's a train. There's only so many, so much variation from car to car, and each car has a bathroom. So yeah. deal with it. Bathrooms. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, this is probably the one of the best like um, depictions of the outbreak. This is this is one of the things that that really sold me. Yeah. On this movie is that were shown very little and it's shown like through the corner of the frame yeah. or just like like what just happened because they're on the train we see someone like jump on that was obviously infected and we're like well what's going on there and then it shows like a perspective from the train platform looking up at like above you know up the stairs where people are like crossing over to other platforms and stuff and it looks like there's people just milling about watching some kind of fight happen. Right. There's some kind of chaos happening up there and there's a crowd of people of onlookers, but we're not actually shown what's going on. And as like the, the train attendant is looking up there, it cuts back to Suan in the doorway, kind of looking out the window. And all of a sudden there's like a, someone pounces on the guy. (laughs) And like starts attacking him and the train pulls out. So it's like, what, what just happened? It's yeah. Just- there's, there's lots of stuff like that. And as the train is moving throughout the, throughout the country, um, you get little like explosions through the window that aren't yeah, emphasized at all. Or like, and the news reports are going on and there's lots of phone calls being relayed about like stuff is going on. Yes. And you know, I'm, I'm going to like, just kind of make a, a basic overview of uh, c- a consideration of this movie. This is, as far as zombie movies go, the ferocity of the mobs in right. this movie are second to none. Right. It is, it is like a wave of. Right. It's it's like water. Yeah. There's it's, a couple. There's a couple wave zombie moments, zombie wave moments that are pretty great. This takes and they're the, used yeah. pretty sparingly to where it like, it's still very effective. Unlike. I haven't seen it, but from the trailers, it looks like World War Z is like, right. oh, okay, come on. That's where I was going with this, which is this takes the World War Z wall of zombies concept and uh, and makes it liquid and like just takes this wave of angry, like fast moving, angry, angry zombies you yeah. know, that are ferocious. Yeah. And um, so actually, uh, Keith, our, our blogger, wrote a wrote a a blog about this a year or two ago and it's it's a blog that does pretty well and it's about yeah. shamblers versus runners and the gradual progression of how zombies work from when they were introduced with night of the living dead all the way into present day and uh, how they keep speeding up and this is i don't know how they could get any faster than this well not just like the speediness of the zombies themselves but the speediness of the transformation right is like it goes from used to be like oh you're bit uh oh keep hide it from people a day you, later you might be showing signs oh he's getting sick he yeah. must have the flu wow he's getting really sick he must really have a bad flu this if somebody sneezes and doesn't cover their mouth like an inconsiderate asshole then uh <laughs> then then ba- basically whoever you sneezed on is is a zombie within seconds mm-hmm. yeah and um so that's happening i mean we see like the 
the lady that hopped on the train attacks one of the uh, train attendant ladies, and she's like instantly infected. Mm-hmm. She like pops up after like two seconds, is like I'm a zombie, and uh, <laughs> starts attacking everyone. So like the the wave of zombies, it goes from one zombie to thirty within like seconds. Seconds, it's very quick. Yeah. Um. There's while stuff is happening, there's kind of a setup of like Suan is meeting some of these other archetype people, like the pregnant lady and her husband, and the asshole COO. I'm just gonna not even try to to say the character names because number one, maybe this is assuming too much, but I don't think people are gonna remember the characters by their names. If they're ugly Americans, well, so I'm just gonna say, you know, no, that's fair. I mean, I'm just gonna say it's remember. the, it's the pre-gat lady and her husband, or the douchebag CEO. Anyway, she meets them. Some of the stuff is set up to where, <clears throat> like the the older businessman is like, hey, when he sees the the homeless guy, he's like, if you don't study, you'll end up like him. Hey, little girl. And she, she's always so wise beyond her years. She's like, this is an example of like this continuous trope throughout movies. This, this never ends, which is the kids know best. Right. Kids always are smarter than adults in every movie. Yeah. All the time. And if you have kids, you know that that's not true. They're huge assholes they're, to each other and to you. They're dumb. They're <laughs> slow. They're incapable all the time. Um, I'm, I can do most things better than kids. I can draw better than your kids. I'm not an artist, but mm-hmm. I guarantee you I can draw a tree better than your kid can, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I mean, I can, I'm can. i not good at basketball, but I can beat them at basketball. Like, it just right. goes on and on. Right, right. Anyway, so she says to, to that, he's like, you know, hey, kid, better study or else you're going to end up like that. And she goes, my mom says that people who say that are terrible people. And he goes, huh, sounds like your mom dropped out, <laughs> which is a good snap. Like, right. It's like, shut the fuck up, kid. I'm smarter than you. Here's my joke at your joke, which is like, number one, you agree with the businessman because it's like, yeah, we're homeless people. Did they was there a huge percentage of them that were super successful earlier in life? All right. I'm just going to bet on it's not a huge portion. Granted, there are like super capable people that land on hard luck and and they're homeless and stuff. So it made me question my uh, preconceived notions about homeless people. But uh, yeah, he's still not wrong. I mean, well, yeah, this is a super generalized thing that is a douchey thing to say. Mm -hmm. It it does tell you a lot about the person saying it. Yeah, the the more important thing is displaying how much empathy do you have towards a person. Right. Are you blaming them for their problems or are you thinking about, wow, that's really bad. How can I help? Yeah, it's more more like um, you're willing to use someone else to, to prove your morality point. You're willing to use... To drag their them through the mud in order to prove a point to your kid about school, like that's a, no matter how you cut it, that is a dick thing to say, right? Like for sure. Yeah. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. Um, the one thing that's great about these zombies 
and a credit to the actors like the body movement is fantastic on these like the acting yeah of just the contorted body movements they go they commit to it sometimes on zombie movies you kind of get like oh i'm kind of shaky I'm like Boo. there's a thing in <laughs> and this one's like they are contortionists, like, going for it. Yeah, there's a, a very strong element of, like, contortion in a lot of the Japanese films that I've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it seems to hold true for Korean films, but, but it's like on meth. It's like, right. in this, it's like, oh, man, they are moving very quickly in weird ways. And and sometimes it doesn't take very much. It just yeah. takes throwing your arm up behind your head kind of in a mm-hmm. wacky way and running yeah. You know, like while wiggling. That's like a Jim Carrey move. Right. Like early Jim Carrey stand up. Yeah. Getting guy getting cotton wind. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, exactly. Um yeah. So the zombie outbreak happens really quick on this train to again, there's like a wave of zombies that's coming after him. And so there's like a stampede of people that are not infected to try to get off of it. Um and then there's a moment where the girl and her father are like faced with either saving or closing the door or letting the Pregnant. woman and her husband <laughs> through the door. And the father's like, listen, honey, in this type of situation where everyone's going to die, you really got to be focused on yourself. Like really like the most important thing is self-preservation and, uh, we can't just be, you know, risking our life for some random Perginat. lady. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to, you know, save ourselves. And so, of course, there's a moment where they're behind the door. They're, they're the second to last people through. And guess who's the last people just behind him is the buff guy and his Pegante. lady. <laughs> and they're, they're faced with a decision. And um, they eventually let him through. And the strong man is not happy with this. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that, buddy? Um, you know, but... So it's... it's Can't kinda, you see that my wife... Pre-get. <laughs> well, it's kind of an interesting... It's an interesting take because as a, as a man, um, I, I think very much in this selfish way of like, oh, no, I can depend on myself very, very much right. when it comes to... But... In, in the case of this little girl, this little child, basically, more from a child's point of view, you really do have to rely on lots of people all the time for all kinds of things because you're inferior because you're a little child and yeah. everybody can do things better than you. So it as a child, it's a totally different viewpoint than, than mine, which is, look, I got to like suck a couple dicks around here. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's not what I mean at all. <laughs> But at the same time, it kind of is because it's like you rely on other people for your safety, right? Because they're yeah. bigger and better at, at all this stuff than you. It's surviving. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're a little girl, you know, under ten years old, and you are an absolute dick to people around you, you're liable to get punted off that train. Or a boy. Or a boy. Yeah. Tell well, you know. Um. Okay. They figure out pretty quickly that the zombies only attack when they see people and so they this is a cool thing yeah the cool thing the um pregnant lady devises a genius solution which is throw some water on the window and then put up some newspaper 
Yeah, this this whole game, this whole game of how do you survive the zombie mm-hmm. is, is my favorite part of zombies. Right. It's yeah. Playing. How do you do the thing? How do you right. get your way out of any given situation? So as long as the zombies don't see anyone, they kind of just mill around and are just waiting for their next meal to amble in. Um, so for the time being, they seem to be safe. Um, and all the stuff is still happening. It seems to get more widespread. People are getting phone calls. Um, the father gets a phone call from his mother um, during her transformation, and he realizes, like, oh, shit. This is everywhere. Um, they're on their way to Busan, but there's several stops along the way. Yeah. And we find out like, oh, no, you're not going to stop there because it's overrun. And then the place that they say is safe. Uh, it shocker. Ain't safe. It ain't safe. Um, they, but they the, stop there anyway. They stop there anyways. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is protected by the military. And when they get there, it's completely empty. And this is a great scene a great reveal yeah like everyone's milling off and they're like walking through this completely abandoned train station and then they get on this L escalator down and we see like just the boots appear of like a huge crowd of military people yeah. and we hear them like making zombie sounds we're like uh-oh but but it's great because you're on an escalator down right <laughs> so it's it's like you have to fight against the going down of the escalator just to get out of there. Right. It's basically being fed into this gigantic wall of zombies. Yeah. And um, the father and, and Suan are get the inside scoop that uh, they don't go to the main square. They go to the east square and then someone's contacts, Milling will, about. contacts will sweep them up. And, and so they're kind of like go off on their own yeah. and let the, the schmucks go forward because they find out like if they go forward they're gonna be quarantined which i don't know what is such a big deal it doesn't it feels so quaint to think that being quarantined is a bad thing i know it's like it's like this is how you stay yeah what do you what do you complain about asshole well i mean in this sort of scenario being quarantined means waiting for the people around you to turn and then them turning you yeah i guess um so it's it's cutting between the father and daughter and the homeless guy kind of tags along and uh, and then jumps to the people on the escalator where it's really focusing on the baseball players and the the um, the strong man and his Pregante. wife and then it's revealed that oh yeah all these military people are zombies and there's a huge horde and wave of zombies that start charging them. Uh, for some reason they can outrun them, you know, even up a escalator, but a much smaller group gets back on the train. Yes. Yeah. Um, basically we have it, this, this stop, uh, weeds out all of the extra characters. And now we have, basically we just have our, <clears throat> we just have our, um, strong characters, you know, right, our, right. Our, you know, we have your homeless man, you have your, your CO, your dickhead COO, you have your, um, uh, Pregnant. Could I be pregonate? Your pregnant wife and the strong dude, and, you know. So yeah. you have all these people who you know. Oh, and yeah. then there's also the cute girlfriend and the baseball player. Right. <clears throat> right. So when they get back on from the station, they're separated. The survivors are kind of separated between tr- between cars, and between them are various other cars that are filled with varying levels of zombies. You know, and so like this middle portion of this film is like 
how do we save the people that are surrounded by zombies? How do we get to the other people? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't know about you, but it doesn't need to be gone terribly in depth. It's a lot of action, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. This is just standard action stuff like creep through the zombies. Uh, The one really notable part of this is we learned that tunnels make it dark in the train and zombies can't see well in tunnels. Basically they, it's all, they're, their night vision is very poor. <laughs> so really, to solve everything, they should just take their coats off and cover the zombies' heads. Because we see that happen at least once, and it seemed to work very well. Yeah, I mean, really, the the thing to do would be to take the shirts of all the zombies and just flip them up yeah, over their face. Do like a hockey player right. fight. Right. Just... <laughs> um, um, hey, I'd like, to, I'd like to ask you a quick question. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but... Um, some uh, in American culture, there is a weird sort of fetishization of some Asian women. Oh, and uh, and sometimes people fetishize pregnant ladies. That's true. That is that is also true. But uh, were you? It's a weird thing to to like to say any of this out loud. You want me to self-incriminate? No, no, no. No. Have you ever known any dudes who have just been like inordinately like fixated on like an Asian, like Asian girls or something like that? Have you know what I'm talking about? Obviously. I mean, not necessarily like openly like super weeaboo guys. I knew a guy who was yeah. just like, oh, fun, hot Asian girl. I was like, what, what is your... What's your weird fetishization about this? I mean, there's, uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's a certain level of fetishization. There's some, sometimes just like a, there, there's like a spectrum. There's like the people that are like, I like the aesthetics of like an Asian cultures, Asian woman, you know, they, they keep it tight, you know, (laughs) They're, they're tiny. You can put them in a carry on. Um, versus like the people that are that are watching um you know anime they're like oh yeah i like women where their eyeballs are 10 times bigger than their you know torso yeah <laughs> and equate that with asian women and it's a weird thing um i can't imagine being like fetishized in in that manner and it, it, on, on the one hand, it seems like, I mean, for me, it seems like it'd be a dream come true. Uh-huh. Uh, but on the other hand, I can definitely see a lot of downsides with it as well. It'd be like, and, <laughs> You're not a person. You're an object. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking weird thing to do to other people. You're my doll. But yeah. but my point with all of this, or where I, where I was ultimately going with this, was I have a buddy whose dad lived in or lives in japan and has since like the 90s mm-hmm. and he built a business and and uh, you know he's a tall blonde blue-eyed man mm. and as such he's been in multiple commercials he's not a right. famous person he's just he's just a person who lives in a monoculture which is japan right. Right. and he looks totally different than everyone else and uh, and i met him once and he was like whoa holy shit you have green eyes and i was like yeah and he was like, man, you should move to Japan. You're single, right? At the, at the time, I was like 19. He's like, you should fucking move to Japan. I was like, what? Why? He's like, you clean up over there. Are you kidding me? There is not a girl on that island. 
who wouldn't be all over you in your green eyes. I was like, wait. <laughs> Hold the phone. You're telling me, like, I would be desirable to look at for women? And he's like, you would not be able to, to beat them off with a stick, in, in my experience. I was like, wow, that sounds wonderful. I get to beat women off with sticks, even. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I never did it, but I'm told, or right. it, it was an it was an interesting thought of being like. So it's oh, always I in the back be, of your mind. I could be fetishized. Uh-huh. That'd be, I'd be kind of unique and interesting compared to my whole life of being completely ignored. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to open the Pandora's box about mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Asian women fetishization. It's open. We've already done it. Um, But yeah, there's a big aspect of that. And it can get very weird. I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. And I wonder what the perspective of the women over there is. Where it's like... Because from what I hear, and this is coming from, you know, an ugly American. Mm -hmm. Sounds like there's kind of a problem of young men over there like not being good with commitment or the ladies like there's a whole like only in japan can it exist of like literal shut-ins as like a culture (laughs) sounds like a fucking blast bro (laughs) of people yeah of like men like living their life shut in yeah. Playing games yeah. and not having any social relationships. To We're the working point, our way there. We're to right the, behind you. To the point of they like die yeah. alone to where it's like a significant enough problem that population growth is an issue that yeah. there's not enough young people to care for older people. Yeah. Which is happening a little bit here too. But not nearly yeah, the it's, amount it's weird as in when Japan. you see the when you see the uh the uh age yeah, uh, uh, population chart in Japan. It's completely upside down pyramid. Yeah, and it's to the point where the only explanation is like there are not enough people fucking. Yeah, it's not like oh the economy is big and and people are making enough money and they're making economic decisions. It's like no, this is a problem. People are not fucking enough. Yeah, yeah, it it, it becomes a becomes a real issue. Um, apparently, and so they're just, you wouldn't think it would ever become an issue. Yeah, there so they're just thirsty for green-eyed Americans to make them pregnant over there. So, mm-hmm. you know, strike while the iron's hot, David. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're married. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, yeah. damn. Damn. Darn. Uh, so, oh, yeah, train to Basan. Um, so there's so, kind of this, this theme of, yeah, selfishness versus being charitable to others. Yeah, and there's kind of a, a revealing moment where the daughter is kind of fed up with her father's shit. And he's like, you only care about yourself. That's why mommy left you. Can you feel Can you imagine a bigger gut punch than that line delivered by your little girl? It's like, Ugh. uh, yeah. I, I mean, it makes me want to kill myself a lot more than normal. <laughs> um, so it starts turning around of like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't just be looking out for yourself because, you know, after the, the uh, strong man and his pregnant wife are saved and make that whole scene turn about as fair play. And they end up 
um, saving the little girl. Right. Yeah. He's a cool character. He's the coolest character in the yeah. movie. Yeah. He's and like and like he's he's like this classic strong man of like the big barrel chested dude who's like. And he he kind of uh, um, oh I can't I can't remember his name I'll I'll hang on to this but he's uh, yeah he he like tapes up his arms as he's like and he's just the brawler you know uh-huh. and he's like his weapon for fighting the zombies is his goddamn fists yeah I love there's this moment so the the uh, the husband of the Pargent lady the baseball player with the girlfriend and the father with the daughter are separated by their significant others by several train cars worth of zombies. And they're like, we have to save, you know, I have to save my Pregnant. wife. And you know, str- I got, have, I'm sorry, go ahead. I got to save my kid. I've got to save my girlfriend. And so they all decide to like, we're going to fight our way through it. And I thought to myself, punch our way through. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're shown like these, you're not a badass. Dude. These waves of zombies and their solution is, pop, 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 pop. oh, we just needed to punch him. Punch him in the face. Yeah. Right near the mouth hole that can hurt you. <laughs> yeah. He looks, I, what I was going to say is he has a strong Bobby Lee look to him. <laughs> yeah. Like a much bigger buffer Bobby Lee. Right. Yeah. Less funny. Um, more responsible mm-hmm. yeah um and so of course they get back to their loved ones and they they figure out all the things about you know they can't see in the dark and blah 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 blah, blah. strong man gets bit that's like a big tragedy um and he fights back the dead to save you know the yeah. people that fought yeah, yeah. with him and their loved ones and then there's this moment where they get to the car with all the other survivors where the CEO, COO douchebag yeah. old guy yeah. is there and kind of brainwashing the rest of the survivors of which there are a significant number yeah. in this train car, like a full train car full of survivors. And they're like, we're not going to let them in because we don't know whether they're infected or not. Are you insane? Yeah. It's the whole like selfish versus charitable thing. And so they're not letting them through and there's like a fight to open this door um strongman is fighting off the zombies after he's bit and there's a whole thing and it's kind of a uh, line drawn in the sand to where they they get the survivors combine but the survivors that are brainwashed by the ceo coo guy are like no you're not allowed here and it's like kind of like a they segregate them. Yeah, there's like a prejudice moment of like, no, you're one of the others. Like, you don't get to be with us. Which they- doesn't really hold up in the logic of the movie because if you, I mean, all of these people have seen plenty of people turned at this right. point, and they know that it takes like 15 seconds at most. Right. And so, in the amount of time that it takes for them to have the discussion of like, should they be here? No, I don't think so. The amount of time, like. The hang, the the lag period for this disease has already occurred, and we know yeah. they're safe. I mean, there's a certain so amount of like, oh, you know, I think we all learned something about prejudice today. <laughs> like, it's a little bit heavy-handed on that. Right. Um, but they let them, 
they segregate them. They put them in like the baggage cart, and of course, immediately they get doesn't pan out well. For yeah, it anybody. does not pan out well for anyone. And now we get to see the true separation. Now a lot of people fall in this in this mm-hmm. next. You know, we the COO is basically t- tossing people at the hordes to like make his escape. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's like, get out of my way. Here, take this person. Take this person. Oh, also, and people we, are always willing to follow him. We skipped over the reason why the survivors were overrun by the zombies. Do you remember? Yeah, the they part the the partition the baseball bat dude was like, no, get, let us in. Like, let us in. Um, am I? And then no, they're already they're already like segregated. They're already oh. through. The door is closed, and they're like blocking off the door where the segregated people are, which yeah. is separated from the zombies, separate from them. The reason why they're open, they're overtaken by zombies, is the old lady. Which we haven't talked much about the oh, old lady yeah, couple, yeah, yeah, yeah. the My sisters. Bad. The old lady just opens the door. Yeah, yeah. It's like Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> I don't know, like what what her purpose was because her she sister was, is she dead. Was committing suicide. Yeah, kind yeah. of a dick move. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt it was a dick move. So like the there's an inf- there's a zombie infection and then there's also an apathy infection yeah. <laughs> happening in this movie and she's infected with apathy to where she's like fuck life and fuck all these people because i don't care and right. then they get overrun so really the the answer is don't be around selfish people um so yeah the rest of the movie is them kind of like i mean there's lots of stuff happening yeah. there's it's a whole action vibe um we could go into detail, but I don't think we need to watch the movie. It's great. It's got a real dark ending. Oh man, I um, I cry. I teared up yeah. a little bit at the end because because like the dad learns the lesson the hard way, you know. But yeah. But also like he, oh man, he makes the ultimate sacrifice for his daughter, and it's touching and it's so sad. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely a worthwhile movie. So final recommendations on this one. I this is this is a classic. You know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an obvious zombie movie, top tier zombie movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, this has got to be a top 10 zombie movie now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like top five almost. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, it's, it's a great movie and, um, and it's got a real, it's got a real strong message, which usually zombie movies do. The good ones do. The bad ones are just if they're void of a message, man, fucking get out of there. Like, just if you can't, I mean, get is, some... it, is it really a strong one? It's, it feels a little phoned in of just like wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. I think teach it, us the lesson, which we must well, learn. Look, I mean, look it. Yes. It's a, it's a strong, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a smash you in the face. Strong message. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's an important aspect of a good zombie movie mm-hmm. because boy man watch a zombie movie without that watch the land watch land to... of the dead it is mind numbing when it just boils down to guns and zombies and getting to a place it's just fucking horrible i would love to see a zombie movie that just shows like you know assholes had it right <laughs> just act like an asshole throw people to zombies you will survive and it'll be great well the that that movie exists and it's called Zombieland and you have uh, 
What's his yeah, Woody but, Harrelson? Yeah, but they work together. There's little lessons of love and companionship in that. And it's like, it's a little too uplifting. I'm talking about like... Yeah, the if, real dark one. If Tallahassee just like said, fuck these guys, I'm going to go away in my monster truck. And it's just like, well, yeah. well I'm living off in the mountains. Yeah. It's working out pretty good. Yeah, I like... Yeah, I'd like to see that too. Like a Hunter S. <laughs> see that? I covered it. Wow. David's so salty that I didn't cover my mouth. I can't believe in this time. I'm sorry, David. Um, I'm really sorry. I apologize. Is there something I can do to make it up to you? Yeah, just cover your mouth for the rest of the your life. Okay. Just cover it when you sneeze. Will do. So, no, but um, like I think I think that part could be played by like a Hunter S. Thompson kind of character who's just nuts. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of Tallahassee's character. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's definitely worth seeing. Check it out. Train to Busan. We'll have to watch. I mean, now that I've watched it, I kind of do want to see. I kind of do too. Now I may just, I may just, just watch it here. <laughs> it can't. I mean, I can't imagine it has the magic that this one does. I don't know, but it's, it's got the DNA. It has to have the DNA of the action yeah, you zombie so, stuff. So. All right, so let's move on to our new game. Two zombie or not two zombie? Okay. That is the question. In this game, I'll ask you, David, mm. or no, I'll not ask you. I'll tell you a title to a horror movie. Okay. And you have to tell me whether it's a zombie movie or not, just okay. based on the title. Some of them, there are one or two that should be easy, but uh, we'll see. Looks like audiences and critics did not like Peninsula nearly to the extent that they liked Train yeah. to Busan. Oh, the other thing I was going to say, like, how inevitable is the American remake of Train to Busan? It has to happen. I don't know. I, I it don't, has to happen. I don't know, man. I you know trains here are, are not significant in the way that they are in Korea. You know, all you got to do is say. We finally got it. Just do it in the like the near distant future of like we finally got that train from San Francisco to L.A. Now subway to Forty Second Street. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the way. It is. Finally the got it that is. train from Philadelphia to New York. It's like the bullet train. Yeah, the only one that exists in America. And then you you got it. You is that a bu- is there a bullet train that goes from Philly to? I mean, there's so many plans for like this yeah. is where we should have a bullet there's train. There's one that there's one that's planned for L.A. to San Francisco, and it's cost like eighty eight billion dollars or something like that, and it's like, wow, <laughs> that's a tremendous amount of money, dude. If you see, if you see like the stuff about bullet trains in Japan, it's like, holy shit, that thing works like that like that created like new economies of like you're talking about a country the size of california you know i mean america is so vastly huge yeah it would still work though i mean it's connecting huge areas of commerce in in california Mm -hmm. like i could totally see and then up the up the west coast if you connected portland to seattle to la like dude that would that would be successful the the thing is like it it is so expensive because yeah, you have the, to yeah here's the deal that fucking exists for a forty nine dollar flight I can go to Oakland from Portland that exists I don't need to get on a train and wait triple the amount Dude, of time the when's the last time you've been on a train never I don't think I mean Dude, maybe in Paris like was the last time it is 
eye opening like especially in japan the bullet train there it's like holy shit like i wish we had this Why? because the difference between an airport and a railway station is so vast it's you know the dream of like i wish i could just walk on to the airplane yeah and walk off Yeah, sure there is that aspect but also it takes triple the amount of time not if it's a bullet train <laughs> That's yeah, the thing. The, the bullet train, I think, moves at like 300 miles an hour. Planes start cruising at six. Yeah, but you got you got like the boarding and unboarding and baggage handling yeah. and unbaggage handling and all. The, like it is it is slick, especially if you're talking about like San Francisco to L.A. Like that is definitely like more than half of your journey is just bullshit for for flying. Yeah. And uh, train just cuts down. To like, Par- pairs like down the base, complication of things. yeah, basically just driving there. Yeah, but know, we'd have a, we'd have a fucking TSA for the trains. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> I mean, we have Amtrak. There's not TSA for Amtrak. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's the game? <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I'm Anyways, just... I think it's inevitable that this movie will be remade in America because we don't want to read those. We don't want to read a book. Ah, fuck that book. Okay, zombie movies versus non-zombie movies. You tell me which. Okay. First up is Attack the Block. Oh, Attack the Block. I've heard of this movie. I think this has Vince, um, the only actor named Vince in it. Okay. What's his What's his full name? He's in Wedding Crashers. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Uh, this is not a zombie movie, I don't think. Okay. Attack the Block. is Pretty not. sure it does not have Vince Vaughn in oh, it. Oh, okay. But <clears throat> you are right. I'm thinking of Cell Block something. Yeah, probably. Attack the Block is not a zombie movie. The film centers around a teenage street gang who have to defend themselves against predatory alien invaders on a council estate in South London on Guy Fawkes Night. I would never have guessed that. I thought it was... That one had John Boyega in it pre-Star Wars. Pre-Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. John Boyega. I was like, who in Star Wars is John Boyega? Because I, I think of Star Wars as being the original right, trilogy. Right, right. And then There's other ones now. There's so. so many. It's hard to keep track of. Okay. Next. Beverly Hills Body Snatchers. You know the best John Boyega film is A, a, a Most Violent Year. I fucking love that movie. Um I'm sorry. One more time. Beverly Hills Body Snatchers. Beverly Hills Body Snatchers. Boy, this is uh, this is a tough one because I could definitely see how the name would lend itself to zombies, right? Body Snatchers, basically. I'm going to go ahead and say this is a zombie movie. You're correct. Two out of two. See, I would have thought Body Snatchers would lead you away from zombies yeah but that's exactly your kind of reasoning (sighs) yeah i got you got you buddy god damn it okay next one chud 2 bud the chud (laughs) wait chud 2 is called bud the chud Uh uh-huh wow it's got a chud named bud (laughs) (laughs) i recently watched i think this year i watched chud for the first time the original and uh boy who's that I think it's got the guy from um, Home Alone in it. What's his name? The uh, Marv. Okay. <laughs> um, 
real young him. Chud too. Well, I mean, this is tough because chuds aren't exactly zombies. They're they're uh, like they're they're like a, the result of of uh, nuclear. They're they're people who lived in the sewers who were exposed to too much nuclear waste, and so they kind of like turned into you know this like. They turned it into a zombie-like thing, but it's not spread like classic zombies. Mm. So I don't know necessarily how to how to answer this. I guess based on my own definition just now, I'm going to say n- not zombie because chuds aren't zombies. They're chuds. They're specifically them. Okay. From the description, Wikipedia, Chud 2 Bud the Chud is a 1989 zombie comedy film directed by David Irving, written by blah, 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 blah. So they define it as... Zombie comedy. Interesting. Because there's a reanimation aspect to it. I, oh, okay. Well, hey, I didn't, I, it, like I said, Chud, boy, what does Chud stand for? It's like, um, here, here, here it is. Um, Chud stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. Here. So, I don't know. I guess I guess you're right. I get I guess I missed that one technically. I have to, how many are there? Are there five? Uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I got nine. Okay. Nine? Okay. Yep. Wow. Okay, next one. This one should be easy. Cargo. Wow. Actually this is not I'm, easy. I'm I see I'm I'm trusting this this is one of the things I love is like I see these movies all the time and I see the the descriptions of them and then i'm like i bet david does too but he's not going to retain it and this is one of those what makes you say that cargo is like a pretty it's 2017 movie where like i see it i feel like i see it all the time see but this is this is a thing that you assume that you would assume uh which is that you and i see the same things but i don't i've never seen anything about cargo i mean why wouldn't we? I mean, our, I, I don't know about you, but my Amazon Prime algorithm is like tuned 99% to horror movies now. It's no, like, I don't... Mine is not at all. I can't find anything Mine's else because it's all like tuned to Daniel Tiger and, uh, and a ton oh. of fucking Barbie shit. Well, I have a separate profile for my kids. That's why. See, I don't. Yeah. See, I do that some, sometimes when my kids get on mine and it, it like, yeah, there's a random like, oh, Bluey and... Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, know, see, right see and them. that's and that's the difference between you and me is you think to do all those extra things, and I'm like, Bleh. okay. If I want to see something, I'll just look it up. Okay, so cargo, I'm going to say is not a zombie movie. Okay, I have no basis for that. You're wrong. It is a 2017 post-apocalyptic horror drama film, um, wow. starring Martin Freeman. So I'm, I got two and I lost two. So I'm okay. So you dead heat even. All right, next. This one should be easy. Okay. Most famous terrible movie in history: Plan Nine from Outer Space. Oh yeah, I've this. I've. I mean, this is a very. What year is this from? This is a very old movie. It's like the fifties. Yeah, I feel like this is the fifties. Um. Mm, I'm going to base this on the fact that zombies weren't around back then, really. Like, they, there might have been, like, zombie-like things. Like, there's things similar to it, like the body snatchers. 
Those aren't really zombies. They're aliens. So I'm going to say not zombies. Plan 9 from Outer Space. The storyline concerns extraterrestrials who seek to stop humanity from creating a doomsday weapon that could destroy the universe. The aliens implement implement Plan 9, a scheme to resurrect the Earth dead, referred to as ghouls. So ghouls. technically, it is a zombie movie. But also, technically, it's not. No. It's, it was listed in the zombie horror movies. Because uh, they by, resurrect... By whom? There's undead in it by 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 Vox, <laughs> by someone. Yeah, doesn't matter for my purposes. It's a zombie movie, so uh, it's not. Zombies had not been created by then. The, sure, they have. No, 1968 was the creation. There were zombies. zombies before. No, there wasn't. Sure, there was. No, there wasn't. They're a little different than the zombies we right? have now, but they're undead, resurrected. That's not what you said. You Ghouls. said zombies. Is the game is zombies or not zombies? And Sorry, David. This existed pre-zombie. It's on the list. Zombie Actually, I think zombie was the first zombie movie, I guess. Let's see here. Um, Z-O-M-B-I? No, zombie is not the first zombie movie. No? I don't recall. First zombie movie is it's it's the voodoo version of zombies. Oh, yeah, like white zombie. Um, let's see. First. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, White Zombie is the first zombie movie um, released back in 1932. Yeah. Haitian voodoo zombies. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it did it. The, the, I guess it technically could be a zombie movie. So I'm now two for, I'm three, two for three. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say that? You're two for five. Okay. Two for okay. five. Uh, next, Dead Silence. This is about a a doll, I think. Or, oh, no, no, no. This is about the guy who can't see. And so he, he has to, like, he has to hear the intruders into his house, I think. So this is not a zombie movie. You're right the first time. It's uh, about a puppet. Oh, it's about a puppet. But you are correct. Okay. Next... This is so another three for three six. For, three for six, so you're tied. Okay. Wow. This is this one should be an easy one. The dead zone. The dead zone. I don't know this one. I know. This uh, is another one that I knew I was gonna love. Um the dead zone. Boy, it sounds so zombie. It also sounds so twilight zony because of the zone. Really go either way. I'm gonna flip a coin on this one and say it's not a zombie movie. You are correct. <sighs> oh, I'm eking out a little bit. The Dead Zone features Johnny Smith, played by Christopher Walken. Uh, well, there's a couple different versions of the Dead Zone. Uh, the most known one is Johnny Smith wakes from a coma due to a car accident, only to find out he has lost five years of his life yet gained psychic powers for seeing the future. Uh, he appears to be a gift at first, but ends up causing problems. Oh. So this is like a Stephen King story where he can see how people are going to die, basically. Yeah, he's got the shin. Okay, so you got you got one up on it. Okay, so I'm four for seven. Um, so if I get one more, that's all I need. We've got two okay. more. All right. We'll just read them off anyway. Yeah. Um... The Midnight Meat Train. Oh, boy. I think I saw this. 
I think I saw this, or maybe what I saw, I saw a movie based around a train that was, that was driving through snow, like nothing but snow, very high up. It was like, no, it's not that one. Oh, it's not that one. Midnight meat train. Boy, if, 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 if you ever, if you ever made a zombie movie sounding name, this sounds like it. Um, I guess I, I gotta flip a coin on this one. I really don't know. I'm gonna say it is not a zombie movie. Wow, good choice. You win. Really? It's what? What's, not a zombie movie. What, what is the this Midnight about? Meat Train? Is a photographer's obsessive pursuit of dark dark subject matter leads him into the path of a serial killer who stalks late night commuters, ultimately butchering them in the most gruesome ways. So it's not about a train. It's about a man who is a train. It's a meat train. A meat train. Uh, okay, so you won. The last one, you you would have won anyways. Let's see, what is it? Silent Night, Zombie Night. <laughs> oh, uh, that's a zombie film. You're right. Okay. You win. Oh, All boy. Right. Wow, you did, you did really good on the games today. Yeah, I didn't do bad. Okay, so that's our episode. Don't sound so surprised. Ah, the French. Very Some smart. of those were, yeah, I love the ones that like, I love like tailoring them to you specifically. Because huh. it's like tapping into what would David know and what would he let just slip through his mind? Just like, this is not important, you know? Most things aren't very important. It's just one of those things. So, like, I knew the dead zone was going to be a thing. Dead silence, I thought, was going to be harder. No, dead silence sticks with me because I, I, I can see the poster in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Cargo, I was right on the money with that one. That was the exact reaction I thought Cargo was going to get. Which it's was like, what would I, what I like, say? complete, like, I have never heard of that movie ever. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I barely remember you talking about it just now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, affirming your belief that you're so fucking got me pegged so was cargo a zombie movie or not <laughs> which one is it david it uh was yes okay. you're right okay yeah. the, the flop sweat when i asked that that's great okay Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Horror Movie Talk. We sure do appreciate it if you share this episode with a friend or just tell people about the show because that's mostly how we grow. And, uh, and you know, the other thing that you could do for us that costs you nothing is just give us a rating on, you know, Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever it is. Just throw us a rating. Uh, nice run. And if you want to support us more directly, go to our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. There's a couple links up in the top. There's a link to our Patreon and a link to Amazon that if you're going to spend stuff, spend on Amazon for Christmas or um, stuff for yourself, just click through on that button and we'll get a little taste of that. Um, thanks again to everyone that supports the show. We'll see you next time. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail in the interim, uh, 682-253-4468 is the number to call. We love you. We love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a good week. 
Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rough. Pretend kiss, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bag gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Killer on the phone. Ain't no sheriff's phone. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. Just show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, they spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. <laughs>